Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more, on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we'll stop and smell the flowers, wildflowers, that is, visit the cotton fields, find out what little boys and little girls are made of, and take a musical trip to the circus. On last month's West Coast Ragtime Festival recap show of November 26th, I played Clarence Williams' recording of his composition, Wildflower Rag, with the warning that it not be confused with Wildflower, composed by Vincent Humans. So to further clarify, here is Vincent Humans' Wildflower, along with some other tunes from the show, The Wildflower. Thank you. 
There you have a couple of versions of Wildflower, written by Vincent Humans. We started off with Phil Oman's trio and their February 1923 recording on the Emerson label. Wildflower is from the Broadway show of the same name, which opened at the Casino Theater on February 7, 1923, and ran for more than a year to the following March 29th. Finishing up the set was the Great White Way Orchestra a couple of months later on April 26, 1923, with another tune from the show Wildflower, April Blossoms, written by Herbert Stothert, introducing Wildflower. So you heard Wildflower at the beginning of that record, and then April Blossoms. The whistling at the end of that record was courtesy of Billy Murray, and I wonder what he got paid for just whistling those eight measures. He wasn't on any other records in that Victor session led by Hugo Fry. In between the Wildflowers was Paul Whiteman and his orchestra with Bombalina, still another song from Wildflower, and also written by humans. That Victor recording was made February 21, 1923, and in fact, Wildflower is on the flip side. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. On last week's show, I played Bob Afros and Ben Selvin's song, The Memory of This Dance, played by Horace Heights Orchestra, credited as Donna and her Don Wands, but I failed to credit Larry Cotton with the vocal. Sorry about that, Larry. I'll try to make up for that by having you lead off this segment about cotton. Then I'll shuffle and skip and shuffle to have a field of my own. 
taken it all my life. White folks taking it, it's all hard. They just breaking it. Ain't got a thing to show for what a dumb dumb bum thing. Get brighter, load get lighter. I'll keep a plugging away. Sing my song like I'm happy and gay all day. Just tell the world for me. Not so
Fran Fry with George Olson and his music, who were picking cotton for Victor in Liederkranz Hall in New York on June 12, 1928. Ray Henderson wrote the tune and Buddy DeSilva and Lou Brown the words. Before George Olson was Bessie Brown, a singer from Cleveland who appeared in theatrical reviews in New York, Chicago, and Washington in the 1920s. From her final session for Brunswick on March 29, 1929, we heard Song from a Cotton Field, which pulls no punches in describing the life of blacks in the South at the time. The band accompanying Bessie Brown included Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax and either Fletcher Henderson or Porter Granger on piano. We started off the set in quite a different vein with vocalist Larry Cotton, who made dozens of records with Horace Height in the late 1930s. That was Lovely One, from July 28, 1937, lyrics by Frank Lesser and music by Manning Sherwin. Lovely One is sung in the film Vogues of 1938 by Fred Lawrence and Virginia Verrill, and danced by the Weir Brothers. That movie had a very diverse soundtrack, which included Aloha Oi, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, and Jingle Bells. Framed and hanging here in the studio, I have a copy of the Henry Watterson sheet music of There's Everything Nice About You by Alfred Bryan, Arthur Turker, and Pete Wendling. On the cover is a small photograph of the Gold Dust Babes, actually two white men in blackface drag, and what, if any, connection there was to the Gold Dust Twins, I don't know. The original Gold Dust Twins, Goldie and Dusty, were the trademark for Gold Dust Washing Powder a product of the Nathaniel Kellogg Fairbank Soap Company, first introduced in the late 1880s and found in many homes across the U.S. until the mid-1950s. Starting in 1929, there was the Gold Dust Twins radio program, starring Harvey Hindemeyer and Earl Tuckerman, sponsored by Gold Dust Washing Powder. But I digress. I glanced at the sheet music of There's Everything Nice About You the other day, and it reminded me of the line from the early 19th century English nursery rhyme about what little girls are made of. Sugar and spice and everything nice. So, here are some rapidly rotating records about sugar and spice and everything nice. Sugar is so confectionery funny. She never pleads for my money, but when she feeds me on honey, she gets her needs every time. I'd make a million trips to her lips if I were only a bee, cause they are sweeter than any candy to me. She's granulated sugar. I never cheat in my sugar. Cause I'm too sweet on my sugar That sugar baby of mine Sugar 
never been in my life. Uncle Bob right to taught me kissing his life. You saw me down. Oh, mama, you saw me down. God made a woman, he made him mighty funny. Made lips around his mouth, just sweeter than the honey. hear that stuff they call chili con carne? What you want me about chili con carne, man? Hot stuff, that's what I mean.
When you look into my coffee cup, it gets sweet as sweet can be. Just one glance will sweeten it right up. You do the same with tea. There's something nice about everyone, but there's everything nice about you. You are the one in a million who can cheer me when I'm blue. Some girls are like April flowers. They droop their heads when it showers. There's something nice about everyone, but there's everything nice about you. My favorite version of There's Everything Nice About You, but a refreshing change of pace nonetheless. Johnny Marvin accompanying himself on ukulele with Andy Sinella on clarinet and guitar from Victor Scroll, number 20612, recorded in New York on April 22, 1927. In the English nursery rhyme, little girls are made of sugar and spice and everything nice. In this set of rapidly rotating records, they're made of sugar and seasonings and everything nice. We heard Freddie Keppard's Jazz Cardinals featuring Johnny Dodds on clarinet and the vocal by Charlie Jackson on Salty Dog from a Paramount 78 made in Chicago in September of 1926. After Salty Dog, we heard some hot stuff in the form of Pepper Blues. That was the Universal Dance Orchestra, a Grey Gull studio group on a Madison 78 from around February of 1927. Other Grey Gull labels were Radiex and Van Dyke. We began the set with just a wonderful record. Ben Selvin and his orchestra accredited on the label of Columbia 1154-D as Earl Thomas's Collegians and Sugar, written by Maceo Pinkard, his wife Edna Alexander, who wrote under the pseudonym Alex Boledna, and Sidney Mitchell. The vocalist was Irving Kaufman, credited as Frank Harris. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. Last segment, we heard what little girls are made of. Okay, you're way ahead of me. It's only fair that this segment we play some rapidly rotating records about what little boys are made of. You know what that is. Frogs and snails and puppy dog tails.
another. That old lady on the log. She's our darling mother. Father had his legs cut off. But the Frenchman ate them. Naughty, wicked cannibal. How we froggies hate them. We're a pair of happy froggies singing in the ponds and boggies.
Kaufman started off the last segment as Frank Harris, but ended this one under his real name on Who Tied the Can to the Old Dog's Tail. Not a very nice thing to do, regardless of whether it's a puppy dog or an old dog. That was the Columbia house band The Columbians as the Columbians Dance Orchestra Deluxe. I don't know what made them deluxe, but that recording was made April 10th, 1922. Who Tied the Can on the Old Dog's Tail was written by Michael J. Fitzpatrick, who apparently liked animals, because he also wrote An Armful of Cats. Little boys are made of snails, but I couldn't find any vintage recordings about snails, so I went with a slug, which which is kind of like a snail, but without a shell. A slug can also be a bullet, a shot of liquor, to punch someone, or in this case, a counterfeit coin used to make an illegal purchase from a coin-operated device. Anyway, I came up with Don't Drop a Slug in a Slot. Isn't that clever? <laughs> that was Kay Kaiser and his orchestra with the vocal by the trio of Ishka Bibble, whose real name was Merwin Bogue. 
Harry Babbitt, and Ginny Sims. That Brunswick 78, number 8143, was recorded April 15, 1938. Don't Drop a Slug in a Slot was written by another trio, Jimmy Cavanaugh, Charlie McCarthy, no, the other one, and Joe Sivad. Joe Sivad, or maybe it's Savad, S-I-V-A-D, also wrote Candyman Blues, recorded by Mississippi John Hurt in late 1928, Florida Flow, recorded by Fats Waller in the same year, and the words to Circus Blues in 1920. We started off with a couple of songs about frogs. Pianist Leon Cartoon, K-A-R-T-U-N, was born in Paris on June 30, 1895. He studied at the Paris Conservatory and in the 20s and 30s recorded works by a great number of classical composers, but in the mid-30s also recorded jazz titles under the name Leon Cartoon and his orchestra. We started with Big Frog from a 78 on the French Echo label, followed by Vernon Dalhart and Adeline Hood with a fun record, The Frog Song. That Columbia 78, number 15306, was made September 24, 1928. The Frog Song was written by Bob Miller and Thomas P. Westendorf. Accompanying Vernon and Adeline were Joe Biondi on guitar, Joe Kelly on banjo, and on harmonica, Vernon Dalhart. Last segment, I mentioned that Joe Sivad wrote the words to Circus Blues, which was published in 1920. If there are any recordings of Circus Blues, I couldn't find them, but during my search, I came across this fun record, which will start off a musical trip to the circus. The arrival of the circus to town used to kick off with a parade of the animals, so here's Charlie Fry and his Million Dollar Pier Orchestra with the Animal Fair. Right this way, right this way. 
I wish it were in better condition, but there's a fun record with lots of animal sounds, The Animal Fair. That was Charlie Fry and his Million Dollar Peer Orchestra as the Casino Dance Orchestra from Path A 36008, made around October 21st of 1923. The Animal Fair was written by Frederick G. Johnson, Harry LaForest, and Harley Rosso, none of whom seem to have written much, if anything, else. And I'm happy to say that we've got time for one more. Here's Circus Day in Dixie. Back on July 26, 1915, Circus Day in Dixie, composed by Albert Gumbel with the lyrics by Jack Yellen. That was the American Quartet, baritone Steve Porter and a guy with a very sophisticated-sounding name, Reginald Warenrath, and tenors William Redmond and Billy Murray. You also heard Gilbert Gerard with what the Victor Ledger calls vocal imitations, or the animal sounds. Gilbert Gerard made a number of Christmas records in the early 20s, including some with Vaughn DeLeith. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>